Hello, and welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about work-life balance, why it matters, and how we can be better at it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. But first, what am I grateful for today? So, honestly, guys, I am grateful that fall is coming. I'm grateful that we are now in September. I'm grateful that the weather is starting to cool down. Thank God. Thank God that the weather is starting to cool down. I don't know about y'all but I need it to happen. I need it to happen sooner. Like I said last week, I am a fall girly. I fucking love the fall. I like winter too, but I really love the fall. I'm so excited for the leaves to change and for the temperatures to drop. I've already restarted watching Gilmore Girls. So, you know, that's where I'm at in my life. And I'm just grateful that it's finally starting to come out of summer. Now in Arizona, it's still hot this time of year, but, but it's not as hot as it has been, and I will take what I can get. Now, what am I currently loving? So I found a new podcast recently via TikTok, God bless, all about, it's just really fun. It's entertaining. I know I've shared with you guys that I like to listen things during work and how I've been doing a lot of audiobooks, which I have enjoyed a lot. And I actually finished a really good one recently. Actually, let me look up which one it was because I might as well share it with you before I forget. I love audiobooks, obviously. Which was my most recent one? It was really good. Oh, did I not mark it? Oh, yes. No, okay. So this book I recently listened to, it was called Before We Were Yours. Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. And it was a little sad, but really fucking good. And so basically it was all, so you had flashbacks. It was like one of those books where there was some in the present day and some that was flashback and it got a little confusing, but I think they did a good job of differentiating. And essentially, without giving anything away, it kind of talks about, I don't know if you guys have heard about this before. I really didn't have a ton of knowledge about it. But back in like the 19, like early 1900s, late 1800s, and it just fucking ended in like 1950, which really was not that long ago. Like it was, but wasn't, you know, anywho, um, 
there were these i'm like doing a terrible job explaining i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry because i wasn't planning on talking about this so kind of doing it off the cuff but i really like this book and essentially it's talking about how terrible like adoptions used to be back in the day and it kind of talks about this adoption home and i she this woman i forget her name I know, sorry, I forget this woman's name, but she was like a renowned, she changed how people looked at adoption, but she would literally steal children from poor families and give them to rich families and wealthy families. And so this book basically talks about that, but it talks about it from the perspective of the child who went through this. And so it's really interesting because you have modern day and then you have back in the day. So you have modern day, someone finding out about this and being like, what the actual fuck? And then you have the flashback of the individual who went through it. And it's really, really interesting. It's like, that's where it's a little sad, like hearing this experience. And it is based on, it's not based on a true story. As far as I know, it is fiction, but at the same time, it's based on the stories that many people did go through. It's not based on one person in particular, but a lot of people went through this horrible thing. And it was really, really interesting. Like I like historical fiction a lot personally. Um, I like feeling like I'm back in time, like I'm back in those days. And so I thought it was really interesting. I really enjoyed the book. It kept my interest a lot. It was really good, really good. But back to the podcast, I'm liking, sorry guys, I totally got off track, but it is called Two Hot Takes. So I don't know if you have seen people do the Am I the Asshole readings and they read a story from Reddit about Am I the Asshole? Here's the situation that happened, blah, blah, blah. And then they determine if the person's an asshole or not. So essentially she like goes through different stories and they break it down her and someone else. Like, I think she has rotating guests is what I've gathered so far. Cause I've only listened to a handful of episodes. Her episodes are really long. Like if you think my episodes are long, pretty much every episode I've listened to hers is either an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. They're fucking long, but like more power to you, honestly. Anywho. And so they go through these different stories and it's really interesting. And Oh my God, people are fucking crazy. So if you are someone that kind of likes listening to drama that you're not a part of and you're just intrigued by that shit, um, it's really fun. It's a great way to just like put your brain on your shelf. But honestly, some of the stories I've heard are literally wild. And I will say, uh, not for children not for children. I don't know what she rates her podcast. I know I rate mine as explicit just because I will say the F-bomb whenever I fucking want to and I don't care. Sorry, but <laughs> but I do that for a reason because I'm like, no, this is not meant for kids. It's not meant for kids. That podcast, not meant for kids. Two hot takes. Really fucking funny. Really crazy. And a lot of times it kind of makes you go, are people really like this? Yes. Yes, they are really like that, y'all. It's fucking wild. Part of me is like, I would love to do a podcast with that, but I don't want to copy people's ideas. Like, no. But I will say, it's crazy, the shit you hear on there. Maybe I could do one episode where I like take something from Reddit and I'm like, let's talk about it because it's just crazy. It's crazy what people do, what people say, the shit they pull. I mean, the most recent episode that I listened to, um, honestly, when I was getting ready, for the day was this woman literally stalked the man that ended up being her husband. And I was like, what, <laughs> what? This is crazy. And the debate was, did she truly stalk? 
because like it all started when she was like 14. It's like, was she really stalking? Was she just like a kid with a crush that went too far? And then it ended up like working out and they got married, which is kind of crazy. But I'll be honest, I was like, no, no, you're a stalker. Like this is kind of insane. And it's insane, like how it all happened, how it unraveled, what happened when the husband found out. I was just like, what, 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 what? And to be honest, guys, my life is relatively boring right now, which is good. I mean, I'm just healing. I'm working on shit, working on myself. And I'll take the boring 100% of the time. I will take the boring. Absolutely. But that's where it makes these stories fun because you're just like, what? It's like, it's kind of like being a part of a little gossip circle, but no one's really getting hurt because you're just like reading stories off Reddit. So it's really interesting if you're looking for something new. I love that book and I love that podcast. 10 out of 10, recommend. But this week, getting to the meat and potatoes of the episode, we are going to be talking all about work-life balance, how to do it, why it's important. And I'll be honest, guys, this is something I was not good at for a long time. I really was not good at this because I just had a career, I had a profession where Honestly, they didn't want you to have a work-life balance. And I think that's something a lot of people experience. They are in fields where a lot of places seem to think that your whole life should be your job. No, I'm going to say it right now. Your whole life should not be your job. It should not. So here's my first tip for work-life balance, because this is something that I've been working on a lot, uh-huh, working on. I've been working on it a lot because I am an overachiever. I really can get hung up on things. And, you know, it's been a lot easier since leaving athletic training because I don't, I'm not expected to check my email all weekend. I'm not expected to be working till 8 p.m. at night. Like, I'm not expected to do any of that shit. Thank God. Thank God. So, shout out to jobs that want you to have a bit of a life. Like, we love that. We love that. We encourage that. And then I think about where I used to be in athletic training and how that was not the case or where Kyle is, where that's really not the case. Um, I mean, his company treats him well. I'm not like, this is not here to talk shit. It's just the nature of his profession, especially with his promotion where now he's on call every couple weeks, like he'll be on call for two weeks and then not on call for two weeks. And so kind of goes back and forth. And it can be really hard when you have that. How do you have a work-life balance when you have a job that, you know, requires a lot from you? So my first tip, and this may sound silly, but I swear it ain't silly. It's important. And that is do not be scared to take your PTO. If you are blessed to have PTO, fucking take it and utilize it because one, not everyone gets it. Kyle literally just got PTO when he got his promotion. Before that, if he needed to miss a day of work, he just was not getting paid. And that's crazy to me. It is crazy to me how many jobs where people will work their ass off and do not have paid time off. So also finding a job with good benefits is very helpful when it comes to work-life balance. And I know that's probably a privileged thing to say. I'm sure people will be like, fuck you, Erica, you're privileged. And I'll be like, I am a bit privileged, but I've also worked really hard. So, you know, take it for what it is. Anywho, I think it's really important to take your PTO. Okay. And I am someone that I'm very lucky. I have more PTO than I had at my old job. And honestly, I kind of have more PTO than what I need. So I also recommend looking at, can you roll over days? Can you not? What does that look like? And being transparent with you guys, you know, I'm trying to roll over a couple of days into next year because if things go my way, I'm hoping to have some big life events next year. 
that I want to have the bank of time to roll over. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take off my PTO, but I want to, I can only roll over five days. And so since I don't have a need for those five days right now, as of now, I'm like, I want to roll them over a hundred percent want to roll them over into next year because hopefully I'll need them next year, but I don't need them this year. So I am going to roll over five days, but I still had days where I was like, if I do not use it, I will lose it. And I was like, fuck that. So don't be scared to take your PTO. I always was. And I think it just really depends on the profession that you are in. Right. But because I kind of like quote grew up in the athletic training profession for me personally, I always was scared to take PTO because, okay, well, am I going to be missing practices? Am I going to be missing games? Am I going to be like, is it during a good time of year to take it? And to be honest, I am so grateful now that I'm in a job where I don't have to think about literally any of that shit. I can just take it when I want to take it. And thankfully, I'm in a position where I can do that. You know, I don't have to look at other people's schedules. I just request when I want and it either gets approved or does not get approved. And so don't be scared to take your PTO. You know, for example, I'm not taking any massive trips this year, like long week long trips. I'm not doing that this year. I have a lot of little things that are using my PTO. So for example, we're going to go to Palm Springs to see Kyle's family in a couple weeks. You know, it's his brother's birthday. We're going to go out. We're going to celebrate with them, see the kids, hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Kyle's like, do you want to go? I'm like, well, I have the days. So it's kind of up to you. Do you want to go? Do you want to use your days? You know, you let me know because I totally can go. And then we're also, you know, we got drawn to go hunting. So we're going to go hunting in a couple in like two months. And so we're going to take time off for that because I'm like, I have the days, like I'm going to fucking use them. And then for example, I am taking off the week between Christmas and new year, like, and how it worked out, you know, for me, I automatically get Christmas off. And then I get a couple days, like automatically, like we have a holiday schedule. So I've also like worked my days off around that a lot. And so that that week between Christmas and New Year, I think I only have to take off like three or four days, but that's giving me a full like week off and I don't have any plans. We have no fucking plans, but I'm taking it off because I worked it last year and I fucking hated working that week and I don't want to work it this year. So I put in the time and I was like, fuck it, fuck it. So that's, that's that. I mean, it is what it is. And honestly, it's really nice to be able to do that. So first tip, do not be scared to take your PTO. Okay. My next tip, and I don't know how to say this in a way to not sound weird, but don't overexert yourself for no reason. Do your job, do it efficiently. If you heard last week's episode, I talked all about time management and productivity, but don't like be lazy and make it so that your days are longer than they need to be. I know a lot of people have times they have to be at work, but if you have to be at work at certain time, like try to get a ton of shit done during that time so that after work, you can just fucking relax, right? So for example, I, my job's a little different. You know, we have, we have business hours. I'm not going to say we don't, but at the same time, like there's been days where maybe I didn't get as much done. I didn't have the goal. I didn't hit the goal that I wanted to hit. So I did work later than what was expected. And I did that really just because I fucking wanted to. But then there's been other days where I got my shit done real fucking quick. And so, yeah, I was around, but I stopped working because I didn't, I got my shit done. Like I hit my diaries. I did this, this, and this, and 
I got it done, right? So, and I was able to be done at the time that I was expected to be done. And I was able to just like go live my life, right? And like have my evening to myself, have my late afternoon to myself and was able to just enjoy it. So don't overexert yourself to the point where you do not have downtime. I think it's important to ensure that you have downtime. And this kind of ties into it. Leave work at work. I think the biggest thing with work-life balance is if you're constantly taking your work with you 24-7. And again, if you are in a profession where you have to be on call, I know this can be really difficult because I've had to be on call in professions and it's not fucking easy. You know, like I just said, Kyle, he has to be on call for his profession and it's not easy because it definitely limits what you can do. But it's also really important to like, you know, those memes that are like, shuts laptop until Monday, whatever. Like that is, it's the mindset to have like, in my opinion, when you're working, be all in at work, be all in, be present, be focused, get your shit done so that you have no guilt when your time is off to just chill and relax and enjoy your life. So leave work at work. And I know that can be hard, but finding a way to have that boundary is really important. So for example, I just like refuse to look at emails over the weekend. I won't do it. I know other people do, I fucking don't. I'm not paid to do that. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to catch up on them as soon as I start my day Monday. Like I try to end every day clearing out my inbox. You know what I mean? Like I will do what I need to do to get my stuff done. But at the same time, like I want to really utilize and love my time off. So that's where honestly, guys, I know I've talked about this a lot recently, but as you know, I'm no longer working that spa job. And initially I was super bummed about it and super sad, but honestly, I forgot what it's like to have a full weekend off like every fucking week and I'm loving it. And it, and a lot of people might be like, Erica, the standard is having two days off a week. Like that is the standard. But guys, like in athletic training, that's not the fucking standard. And then almost as soon as I started my remote job, I started working at the spa on weekends. So I haven't really had an extended period of time where I have tons of weekends off and I fucking love it. I love it. And I leave work at work. I do not touch work over the weekend at all. So my next tip is again, leave work at work and allow yourself that time to decompress and to de-stress. Now my next tip, and this might sound silly, because it's kind of like a no shit, but I know, I don't know about you, but I need to hear it. So maybe you need to hear it too. And that's give yourself permission to be a priority. Give yourself permission to be a priority. I think it's really important with this work-life balance to make sure at the end of the day, you are your top priority, not your job, not this, 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 you are your top priority and not to get morbid, but I'm going to get morbid for a minute. If you drop dead tomorrow, your company, though I'm sure would be like, oh, that's sad. They'd be like, well, now we need a new claims examiner. Or for me, it'd be like, we need a new claims examiner. We need a new this, that, whatever. Versus your family will be fucking devastated. <laughs> your friends, your family, your loved ones will be so sad. So think about that. Remember that when you are setting up your life, when you are prioritizing things in your life, make sure you are realistic with what is actually important and what actually matters. And of course, we need to do a good job. We need to pay our bills. We need to like have that stability in our lives. We need to show up and do the things we need to do to live life, right? Like, yes, of course, I would love to not have to work every day. But guess what? I have to fucking work every day to have a house, to fucking put food on my table, to have clothes on my back, to go do shit. I need to work, right? That's pretty much the standard. We need to work. But you know what? At the end of the day, 
you are what matters the most. So for me getting a new job, that was me putting myself as a priority because I was like, I am unhappy where I'm at. I need to fucking U-turn. I need to make a switch, right? Now, it's also important because so, for example, like I said earlier, I'm taking the week off between Christmas and New Year. Why? Because I fucking want to. And that was me making myself a priority. Just like I am taking off days to go hunting with Kyle, to go visit his family, to go to my friend's bachelorette, to go to her wedding. And like that is me making my life a priority. It's honestly very inconvenient at times because all of the shit I'm taking off other than that like last week of the year, all the shit I'm taking off is kind of within a couple weeks time period. So it's going to make work more difficult. Like I'm not lying to you guys. I'm a little stressed about it, but whatever. It's going to be fine because genuinely... I'm thinking about the memories and the time and like we don't know how much time we have on this earth. And I know that sounds really sad and I know it sounds really morbid, but it's fucking reality. We don't know if we have another 50 years or another 50 minutes. We do not know. Shit happens. Life happens. So I think it's really important to put yourself first and to give yourself permission to be a priority in your own fucking life. No one else is going to do it for you. You know, I say this all the time, but it's really important when it comes to work, because even if you have, you know, I think I work for a company that does genuinely value its employees. They treat us well. I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, I know that if something happened to me, they'd be like, all right, well, we got a spot to fill. And that's life. That is what it is. That's not mean. That's just fucking reality where my friends and my family would be upset. So of course, what matters more to me? My friends and my family, 100%. Now, again, do the things you need to do. Of course, we all need to show up. I'm a big believer of work hard, play hard, right? So I work my ass off, but that's where I then do not have guilt over taking time off and enjoying my life outside of work, right? Because I show up and I'm productive and I do the shit I need to do, but then I slam my laptop shut till Monday and I have no guilt about that. So I think it's also important to show up during the time you're at work, because then you can show up in your life a lot easier with less guilt and less like mindset around it. So give yourself permission to be a priority. I mean, I've been talking about this with Kyle a lot because, you know, we were debating, oh, do we actually like, what do we do for Christmas? Like, we don't have plans for Christmas. Do we want to do something here? Do we want to go visit like family or friends? You know, like I said, I think in last week's episode, you know, we have some friends moving away and we're so, so, so stoked for them but it is sad. It's sad. And like, they're not going to come home for Christmas. And we're like, could we go to them? Like they would totally have us like, that would be fun. You know, we're all child free. That could be fun. Should we do that? Like, what should we do? Should we go see family? Like, I don't know. And so it's one of those things where I just think it's really important to think about what actually matters in life. Like what actually is important to you? And if it's important to you to see the world, then make sure that you are creating a life where you can go do that. If it's important, you have time with family, make sure that you are balancing your work and your life and making time for your family, making time for your friends, making time for travel, making time for yourself, making time for yourself. So I really wanted to do this after the productivity episode last week, because I do think at times it's also easy to get stuck in a productivity loop. And this could be a whole, never, a whole nother episode. It probably will be, honestly, at some point. But I've really been stepping into just letting myself like enjoy my fucking life and living more in flow. And it might sound silly, but I am someone that 
has always been very regimented, very scheduled, very this, 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 this. And that's not a bad thing per se, but I've noticed that I'm so much happier when I'm not being that strict with myself. You know, for example, it's why I'm not doing the 75 hard right now. I love it. I still do a lot of the things in the 75 hard, but I'm not officially doing the program because I'm like, I want, I don't want the structure hanging over my head. I want to be able to do what I want when I want guilt-free, right? And so I think it's just really important to think about what is it in life that you want? Like, how can you go with the flow more? How can you make yourself a priority? Give yourself permission to just enjoy your fucking life. You do not, you do not. Also, little tangent, side note. I hate that I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it. If you are someone that does not have kids or does not have a family or maybe doesn't have a partner, guess what? You matter just as much as the people who fucking do. One what drives me crazy, and I haven't had it in my current job, but I've had it in past jobs. Being a woman that doesn't have kids, it's like people think your time matters less, and that's absolute bullshit. So I'm just going to put that out there right fucking now. Do not let people guilt you into doing more because, well, you don't have kids. You don't have this. You don't have that. And like sometimes, yeah, you need to make a sacrifice to help out the team. I'm not saying that. But I hate that the in our culture, it's like people with families get priority all the time. And do not get me wrong. I understand, like to an extent, I understand it. But it's like, okay, I may not have kids, but I have parents. I have siblings. I have like nieces and nephews kind of through Kyle, like we still have people we love. Like, no, we, we really like, we matter too. Our time matters. You know, our friends matter. Like we are allowed to have a life just because we don't have kids doesn't mean that we can just like give our life to work. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. I guess. Sorry. I don't have nieces and nephews. I don't know why I said that, but you know what I mean? Like I have people in my life I give a fuck about. So just because I haven't, you know, birthed a child doesn't make my time any less important than other people's. And that's just my two cents. But now let us dive into a chakra card reading today. Let us see what the universe wants us to know. Okay. So today we pulled the rebirth card, which is connected to the earth star chakra. And if you have a red garnet crystal, I highly recommend that crystal when working with the earth star chakra. So the rebirth card, Dang, I love this card. It's one of my favorite ones. So this can mean a lot of different things, but overall, it means that you are probably going through some sort of rebirth, some sort of awakening. And this can be a spiritual awakening. This can be um, rebirth of identity, rebirth of self, rebirth of purpose. Think about, are you going through some changes right now? And it can make, it can take so many different forms. It can be a very healing process, but also a difficult process. So my reminder to you, because I've been through many a rebirth at this point in my life, is just know that everything has its season. Everything has its time. And the world that we live in is so cyclical, right? So on the card, it's the butterfly. We all know that the butterfly goes through different stages and is such a beautiful symbolism of rebirth, right? You know, starts as a caterpillar, goes into cocoon, and then becomes this beautiful butterfly. But just know that this awakening process, this rebirth process can look very different for everyone. It can have a lot of different meanings, okay? And just know that nothing lasts forever. Everything has a beginning. Everything has an end. And I personally am someone that believes in divine timing. So something I've had to tell myself when it comes to this concept is, well, one, 
like just love and release. Like I'm blanking on the phrase that I always say to myself. I have a phrase and I'm just completely drawing a blank. Don't you love when that happens? I love when that happens. <laughs> it's really great for podcasting in case you didn't know. But um, oh, bless and release. I just bless and release, like grateful for it in my life, grateful for that person, that moment, that opportunity, that career, whatever, but I'm releasing it. So maybe think about, do I need to release parts of the old self to make room for the new? And it can be really hard when you're going through this. This can be challenging. This can be a move. This can be um, a change in relationship, a change in job, a change in just like how you feel. So just know that you have watered the seeds for this. You have been preparing for this, even if you haven't realized it. So be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself, be nurturing to yourself. You have been waiting patiently for this and new changes are coming. Your time is here. Lean into it. Ask the universe for support. Take a moment to connect with your inner voice and know that you are capable of getting through this and you have support. Okay. So also I just love this affirmation. So I apologize. I am reading my notes, but I love this affirmation. And it says, I am completely supported in my current rebirth. And I'm open to the magic that the universe is birthing within me. Let me say that one more time. I'm completely supported in my current rebirth and I'm open to the magic of the universe birthing within me. I think overall, when it comes to rebirth, it's really important to remember like I said, everything happens in stages and cycles and it is okay to let things go. And every time I've allowed myself to let go, something even better replaces it. So even though like these periods of rebirth can be really scary and challenging and a lot of times there's a lot of unknowns and we're just like, oh, what the fuck is going on? I just want you to remember that often what replaces it is even better than what we could have imagined. I really like the phrase when dealing with the universe is this or something better. Like when you're trying to manifest something, this or something better, it just allows for room to be. And that's something I learned from Catherine Zankina. You know, I talk about her a lot because I've learned so much from her, but just think about this or something better. What can I do to help enhance my life, to help, um, to help myself in this rebirth process. So connect with loved ones, be gentle with yourself, nurture yourself, meditate, make time, make time to connect with your inner wisdom and your inner self. Thank you guys so much for being here this week. I hope that this episode was helpful. Overall, I just want you guys to know that you matter and you're important and that being able to establish a work-life balance can be so exponentially freeing and so beneficial to us as humans. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you all so, 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 so much. Keep sharing the podcast. I know we have new listeners. Thank you guys for being here. I know people are sharing with their friends and their family, and I'm so grateful for that. I love you all. If you have any topics that you want me to talk about, please let me know. If you want to do a Q&A, please let me know. Submit your questions, submit your topics. I'd love to chat about it. I want to know what you guys want to hear about, right? Because I know what matters to me, but if there's a topic that you find interesting that you would love my perspective on or that you've been thinking about, you've been juggling, you know, let me know. Let me know. I'd love to chat about it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will speak to you soon and do not forget to stay empowered. Bye y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. 
Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week. And don't forget to stay empowered.